Hey there. Thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better. And our heart is to reach, send, nurture and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. And, you know, right now I'm going to continue to go um, with the sermon that um, I've got and bring it to you this morning. Last week, um, Trent started off with the whole Occupy series. He started off by presenting to us Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. And he gave us a really, really good insight into this topic of Occupy. Today, I get the privilege of furthering that um, series and bringing another, I guess, instalment of this word. I want us to look at the word occupy. You know, when you um, see it in the dictionary, it says reside, to fill, exist in or preoccupy the mind. I looked up the Greek word. There's many different Greek words for occupy, but one of the Greek words is anapoleru. I hope that's how you say it, to fill up and to supply. The Hebrew word, again, there's many words for this word in Hebrew, but one of them is yarash, and it says to take possession of or inherit. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it says, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. We can see in this verse that there are many things that the meaning of occupy is in this verse. The verse says that we need to supply, we need to fill, we need to possess and inherit the earth for the kingdom and the purpose to bring glory to God. If we're going to occupy the earth for the kingdom, we must allow the Holy Spirit to occupy us. You know, today we're going to go further and what I want to look at is the Holy Spirit occupying us. You know, in John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17, Jesus came and he spoke to his disciples and he said, And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognise him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. He lives with you, but later will be in you. Jesus lived with them, but we see in Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit comes and lives within them. They were occupied by the Holy Spirit. We've been occupied. See, Jesus in the passage speaks to his disciples to tell them the Holy Spirit's coming. In John chapter 14, verse 8, I want to read that to you. And I'm going to look at this a little bit. It says, it's it's the the prelude to what Jesus had just said in verse 16 and 17. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? 
The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can be glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This is a phenomenal passage of Scripture. Here Jesus is saying to Philip, Hey, Philip, you're asking to see the Father, but you've seen the Father because you see me. And then he says to the disciples, When I'm not here, you're going to have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit won't just be with you. The Holy Spirit will be in you, you will be occupied by the Holy Spirit. The point of salvation was to have Christ within us. The point of baptism is to have the Holy Spirit live within us. We have been occupied when we have received the Holy Spirit into our lives. In the meaning of, of that, sorry, in that scripture earlier, there's a word called advocate. And Jesus said here, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. The word advocate says means, um, sorry, the advocate means person who publicly supports, one who defends or maintains a cause. We have an advocate that speaks to us with wisdom, guidance and gives direction in what we do. We're not on our own. We don't live in this world by ourselves. When we've accepted Jesus Christ into our life, when we have received the Holy Spirit and he lives within us, we're not on our own. He gives us the wisdom. He gives us the direction. He leads us. He guides us to do whatever we need to do. When we're going through rough times, if we stop and listen, he gives us the direction. He gives us the wisdom for us to continue on. We're not by ourselves. Occupy means to reside. We cannot reach the world for Jesus unless the Holy Spirit occupies our whole being. See, so often we're wondering why people aren't coming to know Jesus. We're often wondering why we're not seeing a huge revival. I'm wondering whether we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to move through us in the manner that he wants to. If we've allowed him to occupy and we're listening, then we're probably going to hear his voice when he says, hey, I want you to share about me over here or, hey, I want you to do this. You know, I love the fact the other day Tim Gatsby shared a testimony. He went for a walk and um, while he was on his walk, there was another girl walking and they tended to pass it. He said hello and she said hello and, and she looked like she was really... I guess a little lost and they started to talk and he started to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and shared about Jesus and in the middle of the street he led her to the Lord. When we allow the Holy Spirit to occupy us, we allow ourselves to hear and then we can begin to speak and there is no fear. See earlier the scripture said that Jesus said to them, you'll do greater things than me. He said, you'll do the same, but even greater. Because when we have been occupied by the Holy Spirit, 
We operate not in our strength or our power, but we operate in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can do greater things than we could ever possibly do in the natural because we're leaning on and understanding who leads and guides us. So how do we know we have been occupied by the Holy Spirit? In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When we receive Jesus, we allow the Holy Spirit to come and live within us and we are able to begin to do the things that God's asking us to do. You know, there's also a brilliant thing about the Holy Spirit that we know we've been occupied by him is that inner still voice. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've done some things and I hear this voice and I think, oh, you're right, I shouldn't have said that. And the voice is prompting me. Or there's times where I, I feel a prompting of the Holy Spirit. I, I believe it's the Holy Spirit. When I need to ring someone and when I do, it's the exact right time. It's amazing how many times I've felt in my spirit this voice that said to me, Ruth, ring so-and-so. And when I've rung them, they've said, oh, my goodness, I was just about to ring you. That's not chance. That's you knowing that you're led because you're being occupied by the Holy Spirit. The ultimate goal of the divine invasion, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, is that we might be empowered to do what we have proved unable to do previously. I can't do things in my own strength. But the scripture says that when the Holy Spirit empowers me, I can do greater things than what Jesus did when he walked the earth. So why are we not seeing it happen? Why are we not seeing souls? Why are we not seeing the healings in the manner that we want to see them? Is it because we don't truly believe what that scripture says? See, if we've been occupied by the Holy Spirit, wow, we can see incredible things happen. We can see things changed. I'm believing for a greater impartation of the Holy Spirit. I'm believing for something phenomenal to happen, that every believer rises up in the knowledge and the understanding that God's called them for greater, that we're here to occupy this earth. We're here to help people see that there is a saviour in heaven that loves them and that can turn their lives around. The occupation, the occupation of the Holy Spirit is a divine invasion resulting in fruits and gifts. In Galatians 5, to 23, it says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. See, when the Holy Spirit occupies us, what happens is if we start to lose patience, we can allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and bring us back into a place of going, whoa, slow down. It's going to be all right. You know, if we start to lose our temper, it's really hard right now. You know, we are. We're locked down. There's causing an angst. There's causing things to rise up. But we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to rise up in us and let the fruits of the Spirit flow. Let those things that that are said there begin to be demonstrated out of our lives. 
In Acts chapter 2, you know, when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit in the upper room, the minute that he was filled with the Holy Spirit and that whole thing happened, Peter goes to the balcony and he stands there and he preaches the sermon of his life. But it's not Peter. It's the empowering of the Holy Spirit. He was occupied. The Holy Spirit came exactly like Jesus said and began to live within him. And from that moment on, Peter began to do the things that God had asked him to do. You know, earlier, Jesus had said to Peter, hey, Peter, upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It was when he was occupied by the Holy Spirit that Peter rose up and the fulfillment of that prophetic word that was brought over Peter at that moment was beginning to be fulfilled. When we're occupied by the Holy Spirit, God can move powerfully and do incredible things in and through us. In Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 to 5, Paul states clearly in that verse that he relied on the fact that his life was occupied by the Holy Spirit. He came in weakness, timid and trembling, but said he relied on the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but there are times when I walk into places and I feel timid. I feel weak. I don't feel like I had the strength to do what I know God's asking me to do. But when I tap into the knowledge and the understanding that the Holy Spirit lives within me and he leads and guides me and enables me it's incredible what takes place come on we've got the Holy Spirit within us we can rise up we can rise up in in ourselves we can rise up out of some things that are stopping us from living life to the full we've got to tap into who we have that lives within us. We've been occupied. You know, the fruit and the gifts overflow wherever we go. God occupies us and we then influence others. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 to 11, it says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability of um, wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should have when we are occupied by the Holy Spirit he causes the gifts that have been laid upon your life to rise up you can't operate in a gift that you think is going to be over here and you want it when it's not the gift that the Holy Spirit is laid within you but you have to rise up in those gifts that he's given you. And we do that by tapping in to who we have in our lives. Ways to influence others through this passage is to help each other. 
Show the world Jesus exists. You know, if you go back to that Genesis scripture, right at the beginning, Jesus, God had come and he had said, be fruitful and multiply. We need to be fruitful and multiply. The way we do that is by allowing the Holy Spirit to rise up within us. He gives us wise advice, words of knowledge, healing power to flow, the prophetic insight. It is the Holy Spirit who decides which gift to receive, but the one gift we all receive is the gift of love to all mankind. That love flows when we allow the Holy Spirit to fully occupy our lives. You know, we've got a dam at the back of our property and um, there's, it's full. The thing with the dam, though, is if we uh, don't allow some fresh water to flow in and out of it, what's going to happen? It's going to become stagnant and it's going to start to smell. When we are full with the Holy Spirit, if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to flow out of us, we are going to become stagnant and we are going to be really stale. We're not going to want to serve God. We're going to become um, complacent. And to be honest, I think this is what's happened a lot of times to the church. The church has become stagnant. It's become complacent. But right now it's not the time to become stagnant or complacent. It's time to rise up. It's time to begin to work, have the outworking of the Holy Spirit through your life. Come on, it's time. It's time. It's time, church. It's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to reach out. It's time for us to share the gospel. It's time to us to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We mightn't be able to physically lay hands, but we can put our hand out and we can start to pray and believe that the healing power is going to flow. We can believe that just like Tim met that girl in the street, that we can also meet people and see them coming into the fullness and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. When we allow the Holy Spirit to rise up, we will start to do things that Jesus said, even the things that I did and even greater. He's calling the church. He's calling us to rise. We are occupied, but we have a mandate to occupy this world. So today we've looked at the word occupy. We are reminded last week in Genesis 1.28, Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. We know the word occupy means to reside, to fill, exist in or preoccupy the mind. Let the Holy Spirit occupy your mind. Don't let the enemy have a foothold anymore. Don't let him direct your mind thoughts. Come on, press in. Press into what has occupied your life. It's the Holy Spirit and he wants to rise up in you in an even greater way. Right now, I'd love um, for Britt and for Tim to come. We must allow the Holy Spirit to occupy us for us then to occupy the world. You may be struggling right now. Maybe even feeling like you're distant from God. Maybe feeling like a lot of things are coming around you and you're like, God, I don't know where you are. 
come on, it's time to get on your knees again. It's time to cry out, Holy Spirit, come into my life again. Come and begin to occupy me in a greater and a more forceful way. Oh, Jesus, I want to rise up and do what you're asking me to do. I want to rise up and I want to see a multiplication. I want to see things happening all over the place. I want to see people's lives being turned around. But God, turn my life around first. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. I surrender. I surrender. I love that old song. I surrender all to thee, my blessed Saviour. I surrender. Today, allow yourself to be surrendered before the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to occupy you afresh. Come on, press in. Go deeper. Call out. Cry out to Him. He wants to do the greater. Bless you. I know God's going to do something extraordinary in your life. I'm going to pray right now. Holy Spirit, oh, we welcome you. We ask you to come and occupy our lives in a fresh and a powerful way. Lord, we want to be used by you. We want to see the fruits of the Spirit rise up in us. We want to see the gifts that you placed in our lives be used by you in a greater way. Lord, we want to see greater things taking place like you promised. So we surrender today. We give you our all and we say, here we are. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.